Welcome to episode 53 of Little Cabin Knits, Old Whips and New Resolutions. Little Cabin Knits is a bi-weekly podcast all about knitting, mental health, advocacy, my pregnancy journey, and life happenings here in the wilds of Alaska with a little bit of Huga sprinkled throughout. I'm your host, Emily. I'm a knitter, crafter, mental health therapist, and hopeful mother, as well as an explorer of my home state of Alaska. This week's episode contains administration, raise a cuppa, on the couch, on the shelf, personal skill set, and contemplation corner. So grab a cuppa of your choice and let's ring in the new year of 2022 and talk about some of those languishing old projects I've got on the needles, shall we? Administration. Well, just a little reminder, you can find me, Emily, as Anders Mill Knits on Instagram and Ravelry. And I also have a Between Knits and Pearls YouTube channel, which I co-host with my knitting bestie, Stephanie, who is known as Farmstead Knits. And you can find all the show notes on our official website of BetweenKnitsAndPearls.com. And just a reminder, we just finished our uh, December Daily Self-Care uh, challenge or prompts I would prefer to call them and uh, so I put them as blog posts up on the between knits and pearls com website so you can go there and read any of the uh, posts from uh, every single day in December until the 31st that you want if you'd like to try your hand at some little self-care ideas and I just want to thank everybody who participated in in this process. It was really a lot of fun for me. It always is. You know, last time I did this back in July, I did a daily um, podcast about that. And that was a lot of work. <laughs> but I really loved it. And I just, and I got such great responses from you. In fact, the listenership, the listenership for little, uh, little, Little Cabin Knits actually grew by 300% during the month of July. And in fact, I got a report from uh, Anchor.com, which is where I do all my recording and my publishing of this podcast. And in the year 2021, my little podcast has grown over 1,000%. And that was astounding to me. I, I, I saw that the numbers were creeping up there, that pe- more and more people were listening, but I had no idea it had grown that much. And I, I just want to thank you all for, you know, showing such interest in these things and in, in my little part of the world and uh, the little happenings that go on here. And I hope that you feel that it's reciprocated, that I'm really interested in you, learning more about you and making that connection with you. So... That to say, you can go on Between Knits and Pearls and find not just the show notes for Little Cabinets, but the show notes for Between Knits and Pearls, the YouTube channel. And uh, like I just said, all of the prompts for the daily self-care challenge for the month of December. Now, we on the YouTube channel, we are hosting a special knit-along in collaboration with one of the, our great friends of the show, Z- Zebra and Yarns. And it's called Knitting the Blues Away. 
and Anna of Zebra Yarns has actually dyed up three different special colorways that she has designed specifically for this knit along. And I think she's still offering it on her website. I forgot to check before I started recording, but last time I recorded, which was right before Christmas, they were up there. So hopefully they still are. But it is soon to happen because today is January 5th and the knit along is happening from January 10th through February 7th. And so just a reminder, knitting the blues away, yes, these are like sock sets and beautiful self-striping yarn from Zebra Yarns, but really you don't have to knit socks and you don't have to knit with Zebra Yarns. You can knit with whatever beautiful, happy skein of yarn that really comes your way and that really will help you, you know, chase the blues away of these dark winter months. Yeah, and so I've actually been knitting on some socks that I'll talk about later in the show. And it's kind of like the the tight stitches and the the super small needles of double zeros has really um, aggravated my shoulder again of my knitting arm. And so it got me to thinking, you know, I just don't think I can knit socks for a while now. So I'm actually going to use the yarn that I got from Zebra Yarns to knit something else. And I've got a few ideas in my head but we shall see what I end up casting on on January 10th. So stay tuned for that. Um, then we also have a knit along that is now running as of January 1st, it's now running. And that is, oh, I'm sorry, it's not a knit along, it's a project along as I called it, which is our project down along. And this episode is pretty much about project down along. <laughs> We're going to be talking all about all of my old whips that I've had on the needles, some of which have been on my needles since 2011. Can you believe that? But not just knitting projects. I've got crochet, I mean, not crochet, I've got cross stitch, that's the word, <laughs> projects on, on the go as well that I would like to, to work on some more and, you know, make a dent in all of these projects. And we're going to talk more about my plans for that shortly. But I want to encourage you all. I, I got a lot of great response from, from a lot of you already that you're going through your projects and figuring out what you're going to keep and what you're going to, you know, finish and maybe even what you're going to cast off. And I even heard from a couple people who are actually lamenting the fact that they're actually a monogamous knitter, that they start a project, finish it before they move on to another project. And they were lamenting that fact because they want to participate in the project down along. And so I laughed and I, you know, I told a couple of my friends, um, I have enough projects. I can send some your way if you want to finish some of mine. <laughs> no one's taking me up on that one. <laughs> but that's okay. But just a reminder that this knit along runs from now until probably the end of March. At least that's when the official end probably will be and when I will give out the prizes. But my plans are, or my resolutions around this whole idea is probably gonna take me the rest of all of 2022. So I'm probably gonna continue it through the year. But the prizes so far, we've got two beautiful skeins um, that have been donated to us by Knitter Cat. We've got a sweaters quantity of 
uh, fingering weight yarn from Knit Picks in, oh my goodness, I forget the colorway again, Gray Storms or Storm Coming or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a beautiful, softly variegated gray tonal um, that I just think is going to knit up absolutely gorgeous in whatever sweater, whatever projects you decide to use for that. So those are going on. So I'm really excited about that. Raise a cuppa. Well, this week, uh, this episode, I'm doing things a little differently. So much has happened in the past couple weeks that I actually could not bring myself to write about them. So I'm actually going to talk to you from the heart and off the cuff instead of having them down as show notes for today's blog post. Um, let's see. On the 23rd of December, my dog um, went into the hospital. We didn't know if he would make it or not. Um, he was in um, ketoacidosis, and he had lost about three pounds in two days. And in essence, what that means is and because his body wasn't processing the insulin anymore, it... it it couldn't actually um, access the energy from the cells that the sugar creates, the glucose creates, to power his body. And so it had begun using the energy from his muscles to keep him alive. And we were really scared, and he went in to the hospital, and that was an extremely frightening day for me. Um, as the doctors really couldn't tell us. I mean, they had hopes, and they thought if they did some, some procedures, which was literally to keep him on a glucose drip where he was constantly receiving insulin for at least 24 to uh, 72 hours, that perhaps they could, you know, save his life. And so uh, Mr. Radio and I, immediately said, yes, do whatever you need to. And even when they gave us the quote about what it would be, uh, it took all of our savings, we had to dip into our credit card, which we never do. Um, and yeah, it was very scary, but we were very willing to pay that to keep our dog alive. And we went home very sad and scared and Mr. Radio didn't sleep at all that night, and I, I slept very fitfully, and we just missed having our little Watson, who, by the way, right at this moment is at my feet, curled up in a little ball, so he obviously made it, and we just missed having him around, but we did get to see him on Christmas Eve for five minutes. They were able to take him off the drip for five minutes so that we could see how he was doing. And they reported that he was actually improving, that they were able to give him a little bit of actual solid foods that day. And he ate, uh, which was amazing to me, because his appetite had completely vanished when he was at home. And so things kept on progressing, um, hopefully there. While this was going on, on December 24th, my father had what is called a silent heart attack. Uh, I think it was during breakfast with my mom 
Now, they are snowbirds, so they travel the United States in their motorhome during the winter months, uh, the lower 48 as we call it, and they come home in the summer, and they spend the summer up here in Alaska, and they've been doing that for the past uh, two years now, and they've been really enjoying it. Now, my dad's in his 70s, and it took all this time for him to retire, and so we all want him to have the best life and the most wonderful life possible at this time. And so we thought it was, well, of course we were all very scared. <laughs> my dad had what is called a silent heart attack and my mom took him immediately into the nearest hospital. And there they discovered that my dad, um, just by some miracle, the heart attack wasn't even, wasn't bigger because, um, his heart was in horrible, horrible condition. And so they didn't feel qualified to treat his condition there. So they transferred him to a larger hospital in the area. And so during Christmas day and the day and two days later, was it two days later? My mind is all a mess, but my dad had um, multiple doctors examine him, cardiologists and surgeons. They determined that his heart was um, so bad that an open heart surgery would not be possible because he didn't have any veins going into his heart that were, were um, I, I don't know if the word is salvageable, workable. Um, and so instead they decided to put in stents and as many stents as it took, they said. By the time, um, I think my mom's birthday on the 28th came around was his last procedure. And by that time, he had nine stents in his heart. And that's the most stents that I have, I've been looking it up endlessly. I've been talking to friends and family from all over the world. No one's ever heard of anyone getting nine stents in their heart before. And, um, well, I'm sure it's out there. I just, my circle of people don't know about it. And my family, we did what's called a fast for my dad. And because, you know, he's, um, he's the rock of our family. And so it was extremely scary for all of us to contemplate losing him. In fact, my older sister went to bed ill on Christmas day and we thought it was just because she was so upset turns out my sister and the rest of her children all got COVID as well. So that also went down. <laughs> also on Christmas Day, we were able to bring home Watson because he had improved so rapidly and so well. The doctors at the hospital were absolutely astounded. They had never seen an animal improve that quickly and that well. And to tell you the truth, Mr. Radio and I know it's just that <laughs> Watson refused to be away from us any longer than that. So he pretty much willed himself to be better. But we are so grateful to have him home. My dad is now out of the hospital, back in his motorhome, his beloved motorhome, with my mom. And his sister, my aunt and uncle, they who travel, had been traveling with them in their motorhome for most of this winter, they had parted ways. My dad and his sister had parted ways for the Christmas um, time, you know, each going to 
you know, my dad going to see my brother in Alabama and my aunt and uncle going to see some of their kids in another part of the country. But as soon as my aunt and uncle heard about my dad's predicament, they hit the road right away and, and came to my dad. And it was such a blessing to hear them. A few days ago, my dad was sitting up at the um, kitchen table in his motorhome playing Rook, you know, and card games with my aunt and uncle. And to hear his uh, teasing voice uh, again as he played. And for him to be the rock of the family yet again, he just immediately, because we've had some other things going on too, and, you know, it didn't even cross my mind not to call my dad a few days ago when some things went on that up here that I needed his advice on. It didn't cross my mind to think to myself, you know, right now my dad is in a bad situation. He needs healing. No, immediately my thought was, I need to talk to my dad and get his advice. And I am so grateful that he was still able to pick up that phone and talk to his girl. I made him promise me that he wasn't allowed to go anywhere until at least this baby that I'm carrying is two years old. <laughs> and he joked that I was putting a timeline on his life. <laughs> I was like, well, I said at least two years old. You know, you got to be here a lot longer than that. And we're hopeful for that because his dad lived a long life. His siblings are still around and they're getting up in years. Well, we, he's, he's lost one of his sisters, but anyway. So all that to say that we had a pretty dreary Christmas going on here at the Little Cabinet's um, home base. But, uh, you know, things are doing better now. New Year's Eve, things just seemed hopeful. And I am so grateful for that. And it's allowed me the time to contemplate some very important things in my life that I'll talk about later in personal skill set. Um, and to reevaluate some of the priorities in my life. And so that, for that I'm very grateful for as well. But that's what's been happening here at Little Cabin Knits. And besides from that, it's gotten super cold again. Uh, I think today it's a negative, I don't know, I think it was negative 7 this morning when I took Watson in for his follow-up check. By the way, he is currently staring at me because he doesn't like it when his mother cries. <laughs> um, but he's doing much better. Oh, and sorry, I was talking about how cold it was. And our poor little condo, our little tiny little home that we have, it's so cold that our heater isn't able to keep up with it. And so we have space heaters going all over the place to try and keep the heat up. You know, my sister and some cousins and uncles and uh, an uncle live out in what we call the valley here in Alaska. And for the past four days, I want to say, there's been a terrible windstorm out there that as my sister and my cousin and my aunt and uncle lost power. I know my sister lost power for long enough that the temperature in the house 
dropped to below freezing and so she took um, her kids and went over to um, her sister-in-law's house and then my cousins when their power went out their furnace went out too so even when the power came back on the furnace wouldn't turn on and I guess that's happening to quite a lot of people out in the valley and with it being so cold things are getting kind of desperate out there and so anyway I could go on and on about the interesting things of how we ended 2021 and brought in 2022 but I'm just grateful that we are all here and that we can all celebrate this together going into 2022 and being hopeful as we move forward. On the couch. Well, this week for the on the couch segment, I thought I'd go over all my current whips and languishing projects for the project down along or the PAL, the P-A-L. So this last week, I discovered that I have eight pairs of socks, eight shawls, six sweaters, six blankets, one mitten project, one toy project, equaling 30 projects on the needles at this very moment. <laughs> so um, some of these I'm going to rip out and frog and some of these I'm going to finish this year. So I made a goal and that's to have less than 10 of these current projects on the needles by the end of 2022. Now I plan on casting off at least one project a month for the duration of the project down along. However, I'm also allowing myself the space to cast on, cast on anything I want and desire from the little guy that I'm currently carrying and that is due in July. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> um, I, my goal around the projects that I have on the needles is just what I currently have on the needles going into 2022 not anything that I'm going to cast on. But I but for, further than that, my goal is to make sure that I try to stick to maybe just casting on things for my little fella rather than for me, you know, as I am want to do. Now, before I get into all the projects, um I already know when I'm going to frog um or rip back or rip out. And so I thought I'd just go ahead and let you know what those are. And also to say that if you want to see all of these things, I have the, um, the show notes up and every project has a picture. They might not be great quality because I took them on a very bleak day and on my living room floor. <laughs> but uh, every project has a picture to go with it. And most projects, I would say 95% of the projects, um, I have either linked, no, all the projects I have linked to Ravelry. 95% of them are linked to my specific project that I have on the go. And uh, if it's not linked to mine, then it's just linked to the pattern itself. So anyway, what I decided to frog as I went through all of these different categories was three pairs of socks, one sweater, one shawl, and two blankets. So that's seven projects that I'm frogging out of the 30 that I had on the needles, which means that I now have 
23 projects on the needles. And remember, my goal is to have 10 or less of those on the needles by the end of 2022. Whoa, fingers crossed. All right. <laughs> so that means I have to complete at least one of these a, a month, I'm thinking. All right. So now what I did was as I went through things, I separated all of my projects out by category. And then I went through every single project bag. And I, if they didn't have a project page on Ravelry, I created one. If they did have one, I updated it. What I found <laughs> was that most of my projects did not have a project page on Ravelry. Add to that, I also put in the keyword of project down along 2022 and created, I don't know if it's called a bundle or what it's called in my projects on Ravelry so that I can go to that anytime I want to see my progress and uh, what I still have on the needles as well. So the first category that I went through is my sweaters. Now remember, I have uh, six sweaters on the needles and I'm frogging one of these sweaters and I'll note which one that is in a second. So the first sweater, you guys have heard about this one for a while, is the Summer Festival by Tiki Knits. And this is knit with the High Desert Sport Weight in the Lupine colorway. And I cast this on during the summer of 2021. And this is one I desperately want to have done because I really want to wear it. <laughs> so this one is definitely on the needles for being completed in 2022. The next project, I think this one is my oldest um, cast on sweater, my oldest um, languishing sweater um, whip. And that's the Leaves Shell by Kay Hopkins or Knit for the Soul. You can also find her as Knit for the Soul on Instagram. Now, Kay's a personal friend, a mentor, and I absolutely adore everything she um, designs. However, I don't adore knitting with linen. And this sweater of hers is knit out of linen. And I just couldn't take it anymore. I think I would really love to have the, a leaves shell to wear during the summer because it's a perfect t-shirt type of knit. And it's knit in, in, well, what I was knitting with it is Knit Picks Lindy Chain in the Harbor colorway, which is a beautiful kind of like mm, grayish, tealy-ish blue, if that makes sense. But I cast this on in 2018. And I didn't get very far. I didn't even get the, um, hmm, probably got about 12 inches done on what we would call the saddle shoulders. I guess you would call it that. I'm probably not calling it correctly. But I just really did not like knitting with the linen. So I put it aside and I never picked it up again. I am frogging this one. This is the one sweater I'm frogging. And you know, like I said, I think I'd like a leaf shell in the future, but I'd probably knit it with um, probably a super wash fingering weight or sport weight. I think it would be wonderful, especially for Alaska. It would be a good in-between um, kind of um, t-shirt-esque type shirt to wear around when we're camping, especially. Oh, it would be great. The next sweater 
is the Once and Floral Sweater by Maxim Sear. Now, if you haven't heard of this one, this is the one where he did roses in bloom all around the yoke, and I love this sweater. I cast this on in 2019 and knitting it with Elsbeth Lavold's Silky Wool. And I don't have the yarn bands for these anymore. I honestly don't know what I did with them. But the color colors are brown, like a chocolatey brown, a dark blue for the flowers, and a white for the background on the yoke. And I love this sweater. And I knit the entire body of this sweater last, well, I actually don't know when I completed the entire body, but I do know that last summer <laughs> I ripped out the body up until the, up to the armholes because the yoke fit me perfectly, but the body of the sweater was so voluminous, I could have fit two of me in there. And I just, it was very unflattering, just that portion, the, the body of the sweater. Because when you're a big girl like I am, you just don't need that extra fabric, right? Because it just makes you look bigger. Now, I do wear comfortable, loose clothing, but not to the point where two of me could fit in, <laughs> you know? So I ripped it out, and I think I knit down, and I recalculated everything uh, about what I am knitting, and I calculated out how much I needed to decrease to actually get the body of the sweater to the size that I want. And I started on it, I think I got about four inches down from the armholes. And then I put it aside for who knows what reason, but I just put it aside. But I am gonna finish this sweater as well. So that one, technically I'm knitting it almost twice, but that's okay, I'm all good with it. The next sweater, was at first a mystery sweater to me. I had to search and search my memory, my pattern library and Ravelry to figure out what the sweater this was because I, I probably didn't have a printer uh, during the time when I started this project. And so I only had the, the pattern on my phone and I was knitting it from the pattern on my phone. So there was no pattern in the actual project bag. Add to that, there was no actual Ravelry project page. So I had no idea what sweater this was, even though it looked vastly familiar. And I was like, I know what this is. Well, after an exhaustive search, um, I discovered that I had cast on the confetti sweater by Vera Valamaki. Now I love her as a designer, absolutely love her. And I cast this on again using some more Elsbeth Lavold, this time in her DK weight of pink and purple. I think I cast this on in the spring of 2020, not positive though. And I'm also not positive where the rest of the yarn for this sweater went. So I'm not frogging the sweater. But unless I can find the rest of the yarn for the sweater, I might have to call it quits. If you recall, when we had all of the work done on the house, on the foundation and stuff, they had to rip out a good portion of my house. And the part of the portion of the house that they were ripping out contained all of my um, bins of yarn. And so 
my in-laws are allowing us to use their basement to store a bunch of stuff, meaning I would say 95%, apparently I like that percentage at the moment, of my yarn stash up in their basement currently. And so I'm assuming that the rest of the yarn for this project is up at my in-laws, <laughs> but at the moment I'm not sure. So if I can't find the yarn, I will have to frog it. So that's the Confetti by Viraval Maki. The next sweater is the Dark Water Sweater by Jennifer Steingass. And I knit this in Cascade Heritage in Plum and then the Long Dog Yarn colorway of New Growth. And you guys will remember this because I cast this on in February of 2021. And I knit the entire body and I was doing great. And then I blocked it. And the dang thing was like, you know, where I was just said the once in floral sweater, I could fit two of me in. Well, in this one, the dark water sweater, it was a sausage casing. So I had overcompensated for it. So I'm curious to see if it was a matter of me blocking it funny. Um, and so I'm going to re-block it, but if it doesn't still fit me well or if I don't feel comfortable in it in the body I'm going to rip the body back again recalculate things and do, knit it all over again again the yoke fits me perfectly it's just the body of the sweater um, I also need to knit the sleeves in this yarn too in this sweater as well so that's that one and then we have timeless the timeless Henley by Hohi Locatelli and this is probably my oldest cast on for sweaters. I cast this on in 2016. Um, and the uh, Dream and Color, color mm, in the Dream and Color Smooshy Base, in the colorway, colorway Juliet's Blush. I love this sweater. I love the yarn. I love the lace and the texture. I have no idea why I stopped working on it. I seriously don't. But I know where the yarn is. I do, in fact, know that, that this yarn is at my in-law's house. Uh, I just am not positive where I am in the pattern. Because while I did was keeping really good notes on paper, still I'm like, okay, well, the, I, it, I probably stopped in the middle of a lace repeat. So I got to figure out what row of the lace repeat I'm on and all this kind of stuff. So I knit this sweater down to about three or four inches past the sleeves. Are you hearing a theme here? Either I finish the body or I knit three or four inches past the sleeves and then it stops. <laughs> I mean, come on now. But I am going to finish this one. And my last sweater, I believe that's my last, yes, my last sweater is the Scotch Broom sweater by Wool and Pine. And this is a really fun sweater. It's a, a, it almost sort of looks like I cro you would crochet it, but with the lace uh, motif that is used. And it is a fascinating construction and I love it. I am knitting this out of Malabrigo sock in Light of Love colorway. And I cast this on in the summer of 2020. And I've completed the first, the front of the sweater 
for the bust area, the bust and sleeve area. And I have cast on for the back, and that's as far as I got. And so I just need to do that. I remember that this sweater knit up really fast, um, at least the motifs, because it was just so fascinating and fun. So, you know, I want to get this one done. And again, this is going to be a perfect summer t-shirt. All right, so that's the sweaters, one of which I've ripped out and reclaimed the yarn. So, you know what? I might put that sweater weight of linen, lin of Knit Picks Lindy chain up in the, um, in the, um, prize for the project down along because I really don't like knitting with linen and I want somebody else to enjoy it. So I probably am going to do that. Somebody needs to remind me though. <laughs> so don't forget. <laughs> All right. So the shawls that I have on the needles, just a reminder that I started with, um, eight shawls and I have frogged one of the eight. Okay. So the first, what I'm calling a shawl, even though it's technically a cowl, is the Scattering Petals Cowl by Dana Ray Makes. And you guys have heard me talk about this a lot. I cast this on on Thanksgiving Day of 2021, and I'm knitting it with Anna Perrin yarns, Annie, Annie Perrin yarns, in all of her Bridgerton colorways. And I just got word from Amazon that my new square needles that I've been waiting for should be in the mail today. So fingers crossed that I can start working on this one again because I was really loving this project. My next shawl is the Snowberry Wrap and Cowl and I'm knitting it as a cowl by Shannon Cook. I'm knitting this in Alaska Jude's yarn that was a gift from a dear friend on my birthday this year. I cast this on on July 25th, 2021 and I love it. So I'm going to continue to knit this one. I love the baubles, the lace, the garter stitch. Everything about this is wonderful. So I'm going to continue on with it. The next project is Beneath the Pines by Kalora Hudson. And I'm knitting this in a mystery white worsted weight yarn. I have no yarn bands, no nothing. I vaguely recall that the yarn was a gift and I want to say that it was hand spun from a friend and that's as far as my memory goes. Isn't that terrible? But it's beautiful. The yarn has this rich lanolin feel to it and it's got some, it still has some, uh, what do they call it? VFM, is that what it's called? Uh, where there's some little flecks of hay stuck here and there still and it just smells divine like like I'm in the sheep paddock with them right now now I'm guessing I have about 500 yards and that does not come even close to what Kalora Hudson says is needed for this pattern but I'm gonna give it a shot anyway also I don't think this pattern was meant to be knit in worsted weight so I think that I'm you know, this is also giving me a little give lee leeway as well. I honestly have no idea when I cast this on, so I didn't actually write down a cast on thing. I think it was maybe in 2018, but I don't remember at all. So there you go. But I'm going to continue to work on this one too. And then we have 
my oldest whip that I can recall. There's one blanket that might be even older, but this, this one, it tops for me. This is Catkin by Karina Spencer, and it's beautiful. It's kind of a, a cross between a capelet and a shawl, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I remember when uh, I cast this on back in 2011, and it was because my local yarn shop, Far North Yarn Company, had a sample of this project in their store and I fell in love with it and so I cast it on I bought the yarn that day and cast it on and I've just been I don't know it's gone with me everywhere my move to and from Oregon over the last 10 years and everything it's just <laughs> the project is over 10 years old now <laughs> so I need to finish it but I am knitting this in a sublime, sublime yarn base. It's Rowan Lima in the colorways 894, which is a bluey grayish kind, and 889, which is, I would call it more a taupe colorway. I just love it. I love it. And the yarn just feels so scrumptious and yet has a lot of air and bounce. And it's showing off the the um, stitch definition absolutely amazing. So, yep, this one's going to be finished. Even though I have no idea where I am on the chart for the, um, I guess you'd call it the textured pattern that I'm working on now. So i got to figure that out too. The next shawl is A Girl's Best Friend by Isabel Kramer. And I'm knitting this using a variety of yarns, the, and they are So Happy Jane in the Aubergine colorway and the Lavender's Blue colorway. And I'm also knitting this in Hazel Knits in the Cabbage Rose colorway. For a long time, and still right now, I would still say, Hazel Knits is one of my absolute favorite dyers of semi-solid yarns. Just saying, love her stuff. I cast this on in March of 2019, and it was meant to be a knit along, sort of an unofficial knit along with my niece, who's been a guest on the show. Well, she finished hers, but I didn't get past the first color, which is the Hazel Knits Cabbage Rose colorway. I think I had barely gotten into the Aubergine colorway, which is a purpley color, and then I set it aside for who knows what reason and forgot totally about it until we were we I gathered all my projects together to to figure all this out so <laughs> there you go and I think this is my last one nope my second to last one the suburban wrap um shawl by Hohi Locatelli now I'm knitting this out of three different yarns swift yarns in the folklore colorway which is gorgeous Plucky Knitter in the Move Over Darling colorway, which is the semi-solid teal in this in this knit. And lastly, a Mystery Fingering Weight yarn in Natural White, which is absolutely scrumptious as well. Now, I think the reason why I haven't finished this project is that if you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a couple times, I really dislike Plucky Knitter yarn. It feels like rope in my hands 
and I really dislike it. Uh, but I do love the color combination of this shawl, the way the shawl works up, and I really want the shawl. So I'm over halfway done with it, and I'm going to keep on powering through. It's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, we'll see how I like the, the uh, plucky knitter yarn after it's been washed and blocked. And lastly, the half and half triangle shawl uh, or wrap pattern by Pearl Soho. Now I cast this on using Knit Picks Alpaca Cloud in the colorways Anna, which is a bluey gray, and Matthew, which is a raspberry pink, I'm going to call it. I cast this on in 2021, and I did not even bother, even for this, even for the project down along, I just have not even bothered creating a project page for it. It was, it's been so boring, guys. I think I've gotten two inches into it. So bored. So bored. I thought it would be a nice, thoughtless kind of knit that I could just pick up whenever I just wanted something on my fingers, but I didn't want to have to think about it. But even that wasn't enough to keep my interest. So it's been frogged. And I'm going to recycle the, at least the, uh, mat, no, the Anna colorway of the alpaca. I'm going to recycle that into something for baby. I have no idea what yet, but something for baby. Oh, I forgot. There's one more. <laughs> Lastly, and this one is kind of up in the air. I might actually frog <gasps> this one. I have no idea. But it's the Shifting sh Shadows Cowl by Twisted... Wait, what is it? Twist... <laughs> Twisted... Istas? Twististas? Something like that. And I bought this as a kit when I was on vacation up in Bend, Oregon back in 2000 and... Um, either 17 or 18. And I cast this on for my mom. And... I don't know. It was a mess. I found this inside another project bag for a pair of socks that I had on the needles. So I've totally forgotten about this one. It's, I don't know, I'm not really in love with it. And I feel like my mom might not be either because I don't think she's going to like that mustard yellow. It's all knit in lace weight as well. And I just don't think she's going to like that mustard yellow colorway. Because um, it's in a dark blue a white and a yellowy gold colorway and as blondes we don't really look good in kind of a mustardy goldy yellow we just don't look good in that yellow so this one might still also be frogged i just haven't figured it out yet okay so those were the shawls so now blankets and i have six of these so i've got the habitation throw by helen stewart and this is knit with minis from my two swap partners from 2021 Happy Everything and Merry in July swap. And so that does mean that I did cast it on in 2021. And I love this pattern. It, You know how a minute ago I was saying the half and half triangles wrap was too boring to knit? Well, the habitation throw, it is still garter. It's still knit on the bias. But Helen Stewart has added in these little touches and add to that that I'm knitting it in minis that I'm not bored at all. I love it. I just haven't picked it up in a while. I have thoughts that this might be one of the baby blankets, but I'm still not convinced on that one. I have no idea. The next one is a mystery blanket. This 
might be in contention for my oldest whip. I, th I feel like I cast this on a 2009, but since I never created a project page for it, I honestly have no idea. And no matter how hard I searched, like I did for the confetti sweater, I could not figure out what pattern this came from. So this is where I've gotten. I know this pattern is from Mason Dixon team. At least I thought it was, but I don't see it on any of their website patterns or on their Ravelry pattern pages. And I thought it was from their book Activism, but at this point, I'm not sure. And so I am going to frog it. <laughs> I was knitting this out of silk haze in different colorways and, and they're kind of like knitted granny squares that you would all kind of sew together at the end so it would look like a patchwork work quilt in the end and I could totally figure out how to make this pattern for my own it's not brain science it's just I don't really want to <laughs> so I'm gonna bro I'm gonna frog it and I also know that I've got some finished squares somewhere in my house or squared away somewhere get it squared away ha um those will probably either turn into coasters. Maybe I'll, if I have enough of them, I'll stitch those together and make those into maybe a weird kind of cowl or, or, um, uh, what's it called? Scarf for my husband. Doubt he'd wear it, but you know, whatever. Maybe they'll just be ripped. The next one blanket I have on the needles is the Northeasterly by Skane Ananigans. I think that's how you call it, say it. And I was using, or am using, my coveted and very beloved minis from the company Row One. Now, I love Row One, and I had a subscription for a couple years. And I think I'm going to re-up my subscription to Row One this year because I miss it and I love it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look her up. It's awesome. Now, I know I cast this blanket on in 2021. I am frogging it, and it's just that... As beautiful as the northeasterly pattern looks when I see it, when people have done it, I'm just, I just wasn't enjoying it. So what's the point of knitting something if you're not enjoying it, right guys? I'm casting that off. I mean, ripping that out. And then we have the Granny Stripes Blanket by Lucy of Attic 24. I have no idea if Lucy of Attic 24 pattern is the actual one that I used to cast on this one because yet again I didn't create a project page but that's okay um I cast this on back in 2018 at the granny stripes craze uh so I love this one this one looks crazy <laughs> I'm using minis that I've gotten from either the happy everything and merry in july swaps or the december um Oh my goodness, I just forgot our swap's name. Oh my gosh. Or our December swap that we just had. And so I'm using those and any minis or scraps that I've got around the house. And I'm just not caring. I'm wanting this blanket to look as crazy as I can. So I'm not trying to match up colors or anything like that. I'm just allowing the craziness to rule in this blanket. And I am going to keep going on it. I'm not casting it off. All right, and the last one is the Jelly Roll Blanket by K.F. Jones. And you guys have heard me talk about this one a lot, so I'm not going to 
talk about a lot here, but I am knitting this with my minis from my various swap partners. And this is my baby's first blanket. So I'm knitting that. And I am currently finished the pink, green, brown, and blue stripes of the blanket. And I am now on the, um, I'm now knitting a yellow stripe into the blanket. And then I think I'm going into gray, I think. I have it all planned out on my project page in Ravelry. All right, so socks on the needles, here we go. So first we have my Zebra Yarns 12 Days of Xmas socks. And of course I'm knitting these with the Zebra Yarns 12 Days of Christmas yarn that I got this year and cast on on Christmas day of 2021. And I'm knitting these two at a time and I love it, it's wonderful. My next pair of socks is one that I had like put to bed. I thought I buried it. I thought I'd never find them again. It's my Tea and Scandals socks by This Handmade Life. This was supposed to be my, uh, my wedding socks and I lost the project. Well, I found it. There you go. <laughs> Miracle of miracles. I found it. And I am knitting this um, using Three Sisters yarn in the Moxie sock base. They're, they don't have colorway names, so I can't tell you what color. But I would say it's kind of like that Cabbage Rose from Hazel Knits and a natural undyed white for the mini skein. I cast this on in July of 2021 for my wedding. And I'm going to finish them. I love them, so I'm finishing them. So I'm still going to consider them my, my wedding socks. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> the next pair of socks is the Rest Fever Socks by Knitting Expat. And by the way, the Knitting Expat is also due to have a baby this coming June. Isn't that exciting? Now, I was knitting this using Malabrigo yarn in a green colorway. No idea what colorway in the sock base. Um, cast it on 2021. Knit about pff, 10 rows of the cuff. And that's it. So I'm frogging this project because I said at the beginning, knitting socks right now is hurting my arm too much. So I'm not, I'm just, you know, not going to do it on socks that I'm not completely enamored with. Another pair of socks are ribbed socks from Mr. Radio. This is not one that has a pattern to it. I made it up. I'm knitting this with Malabrigo sock yarn. No idea what colorway it is again. It's knit in a very dark navy blue. And I cast it on the spring of 2019 when Mr. Radio and I were first dating and I didn't know his foot size. Turns out that the first sock is a tiny bit too small for him. Plus, I now know <laughs> that Mr. Radio does not wear, oh wait a minute, it would have been 2000, no it would have been 2019, yeah, my goodness. Anyway, I now know that Mr. Radio doesn't wear dark socks unless to a formal event. And I just want to knit him something that he'll wear all the time. So those have been not only put into the frogged pile, but the yarn has been reclaimed. And we decided it would be another beautiful colorway to knit something up for the baby. So there you go, repurposing. Next is another pair of socks from Mr. Radio again with no pattern. This one was stocking knit socks again cast on 
when we were first dating again the socks are a little too small and lastly I knit this in some mystery yarn that I believe is a cashmere blend and Mr. Radio just doesn't like the feel of the cashmere. He feels like it's too soft for him. <laughs> so that has not only been put in the frogged pile, but it has been frogged. The yarn has been reclaimed and put into a pile for the baby. The colorways I used for this, it, like I said, the main one is a mystery one. It's a variegated gray on top of gray or black maybe even. And that's the cashmere one. And the second one is a blue uh, fingering weight yarn that I dyed up when I had the Anders Mill Knits Yarn Company. And I love that yarn. I'm going to repurpose it again for baby. And then we have the Wild Heart pattern by Kay Litton, which I believe is Crazy Sock Lady, I believe. And this is knit with the Bad Sheep Yarn Company in the Rubius colorway. Ru oh, no, I'm sorry, Rubius T colorway. And I cast this on in 2020 for either my mom or my one of my sisters. No idea which. I'll figure it out. Whoever wants them can have them. But I do love these socks. They are beautiful. The pattern is awesome. It'll keep me engaged. And so I am keeping these on the socks, on the needles. I have one finished sock and one cuff done. The second cuff done. All right, then we have the Lumberjack socks by Tin Can Knits that I cast on again <laughs> at the beginning dating Mr. Radio because apparently I didn't know what else to knit the man. Uh, these socks are actually really fun. Uh, I'm using... Um, the Kenzie yarn by Skasel, which is a New Zealand wool yarn, and it's really awesome. And the colorways I'm using are 1009, which is a blue, and 1018, which is a gray. And I cast these on the, in the spring of 2019. Mr. Radio still loves them. I have only knit the cuff of one sock. I believe I am at the heel of the first sock. And Mr. Radio loves these ones, so I'm going to keep doing this. I think I intended these to be like hiking and camping socks for him because I think these would honestly just be perfect for that. And lastly, I believe this is my last, yeah, last socks are socks for my sister-in-law. Again, no pattern. I also don't know what yarn I'm using. I know I got it at Far North Yarn Company and I know I love it. It's a sport weight. Actually, I think it might be a DK weight, come to think of it. And I cast this on and I'm using a variety of ribs throughout this and I'm knitting it on size uh, like one needles even though it's a DK weight because I want these socks to be really tight and really weatherproof and hardy for her to use while she's working on her farm down in Washington. And so uh, I finished one sock and I'm on the cuff of the second sock. So I just got to keep going. All right, on to mittens. I've only got one pair of mittens. They're staying on the needles. These are the Rainbow Heart Mitts by Stephanie Loveton, Love, no, Lotten. And I am knitting these on again. Yarn that I have no idea where the yarn bands went. But it, I'm knitting these in a um, undyed white fingering weight and another pink 
fingering weight again like the hazel knits cabbage rose my goodness do i have a color type right i have one cut i mean one mitt done i cast this on back in 2019 as a unofficial knit along with my bestie farmstead knits and i cast on the second mitt and i lost the project again <laughs> so now that i found it i'm going to uh finish what i started as for toys i have the moose pattern by susan b anderson and i'm knitting this using knit picks provincial tweed in the coffee bean colorway the cream colorway and the black colorway did i get everything the coffee bean the cream no there is the salsa verde i forgot to put that in the salsa verde is the green so I gotta add that right now before I forget. Salsa Verde. Um, and I cast this on in the fall of 2021 for my baby who's due in June of 22. And I've talked a lot about this one, so I don't think I need to talk about this one anymore. You just go back to the previous episode and you can hear more about that. And that, my friends, after 40 minutes of recording, are my 30 projects on the needles and seven of which i have frogged and reclaimed the yarn thank you there we go on the shelf well my friends i have already met my monthly goal of casting off at least one project of my current whips a month and this month, I knit up one of the pairs of socks because they are the Zebra Yarns 12 Days of Xmas Socks. And of course, I cast this on on Christmas Day. And the, the thought process is, is that you knit one stripe per day for the 12 days of Christmas. And my socks are done. And they are gorgeous. The colors are so amazing. We've got navy blue, pumpkin orange, teal, mm, plummy purple, hunter green, a nice vibrant happy purple, another, I don't know what you call it, maybe that one's aubergine, uh, and we've got red, uh, mustardy yellow, uh, we've just got so many colors, I, I could go on. I didn't get to the very last day of the 12 stripes because my feet aren't big enough and I cast on from the cuff down. Now realize my mistake should have cast on from the toe up. That way I, I could have gotten through all the, the 12 days, but that's okay. That's okay. And it was accompanied by a contrasting skein of dark gray, kind of like a storm gray. And I used the gray for the cuff and the heel, but because I wanted to use as much of the main colorway as possible with all the different stripes, I did. I kept the toe in the stripes, so I really, really love this. And I actually cast off and wove in all the ends this morning before work, so very happy with that. So one project of the 23 left on my needles is done. There we go. Personal skill set. Well, my friends, this episode is called Old Whips and New Resolutions. 
and I haven't exactly been talking too much about my new resolutions except for one. And so this time in personal skill set, I'm not really going to talk about a skill or a, um, or a diagnosis or anything to do with psychology. Today I'm going to talk about my resolution. And I'm not even going to talk about necessarily the psychology around why making goals and setting goals and uh, tracking your goals is such a positive psychology um, movement because... I do talk about that in my 30-day challenge. Uh, I do talk about it on day 31 in particular. And I talk about SMART goals and things like that. So instead, I'm just going to tell you what my resolutions for this year are. So you've heard one, which is my knitting one. And that is just simply to have uh, 10 or less of my current whips on the needles by the close of 2022. Now my second whip, I mean my second resolution um, is about prioritizing myself and my family. And you know this pregnancy has actually been really hard on my body. You know I looked in the mirror um, at one point today and I called out to my husband and I said I just look so old. And it's because I, I don't I'll hardly ever have the energy to even put on mascara. You know, I never really put on a lot of makeup. I usually just put on a little bit around my eyes just to kind of make them pop a little bit more. But I don't even bother with that these days because the thing is, is that the the nausea is so bad, the throw, throwing up and everything is so bad that, you know, it's going to ruin my makeup anyway. <laughs> so, because I have to wash my face and everything a couple times a day. So, you know. There's just no point in putting on makeup. In fact, this last Monday, I taught a three-hour class, and I almost could not finish it. I had to excuse myself multiple times from the class. Now, this was online, so I was at home in my home office, but I did have to excuse myself um, multiple times to run to the bathroom to throw up. Yeah, you guys wanted to know all that, right? Yeah. And what with all the things that have happened with my family and my dog and so on and so forth and all the things that have been happening in the world, it, you know, it got me thinking the week of, uh, the last week of this year about my priorities. You know, I love mental health. I love psychology. I love talking about it. I love teaching my coworkers about it. I love um, advocating for it. All of these things to the point that I oftentimes allow it to dominate my life above and beyond my loved ones. I wake up thinking about these things and I go to bed most nights reading about them, studying. And I take on large projects at work around all of this that is not something that you could complete in a day. You know, some of these projects take years for me to develop. And, and so what it's what's what i'm trying to say is is that it i'm not going to be remembered for these things that i did at work these projects that i did at work or maybe not even i'm not i'm not breaking any new ground for psychology or anything like that 
I'm regurgitating what other people have already said and into helping people integrate it into their lives. I doubt the people that I've worked with or counseled 10 years ago even remember who I am, let alone even one wise thing, if I ever said a wise thing, that I ever said to them. However, I do know that my family loves me, cares for me. We have, you know, I'm 40, so I can say I have 40 years of beautiful memories with my family. And they do remember the silly things that I've said when I was three. You know, we have a family joke in my, in my family about such a thing. I think I actually was three years old and my older sister Amy, my mom and I were, we were all getting ready to go shopping and my mom was combing my hair and I had a really sensitive scalp growing up. Like my hair just, ugh, and getting it combed was so painful. And at one point while my mom was combing my hair and talking to my sister over my head, I, instead of just screaming how much it hurt, I grabbed the wrist where my mom was holding the brush and I turned around and I yelled in her face, Jesus doesn't like it when you hurt people. <laughs> and that's a family joke. And it's 37 years old. My family remembers these things because they love me and care about me. And I have not been prioritizing them as much as I could have in this last year. You know, there's been many reasons why not work being one of them, my mar my wedding being another one. But really, it's just, you know, I let other things consume me that I thought were more important, and they're not. And so this year, my resolution is to prioritize my family, myself, and my baby and to work on my knits, of course. And so those are my new resolutions. Contemplation Corner. Past and present I know well. Each is a friend and sometimes an enemy to me. But it is the quiet, beckoning future, an absolute stranger with whom I have fallen madly in love. Rochelle E. Goodrich from Slaying of the Dragons, which is a quotes, poetry, and a few short stories for every day of the year. Well, my friend, our friends, my, our time has come to a close. Thank you for joining me for episode 53, Old Whips and New Resolutions. Thank you for inspiring me every day. Thank you for your enthusiasm, your motivation, your compassion, your, your inspiration. You're amazing individuals. And I really appreciate you being in my life. And until next time, remember to knit what you love and love what you need.